Hey there, everyone. Cameron Williams yet again with Glendale Post Sermon and Brian Shackman. It's wonderful to be with you, Cameron. What a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing today. Yeah, dude. It's it's a blessing to see you, man. Uh, hopefully one day we'll be able to see each other in person again. But, yeah, um, on a scale of 1 to 100, how much are you missing me right now? you got to leave a little room to grow because uh, it's got to I mean, I don't know. You probably... and 50 because, Aww. like, I... It's just, it's just hard. It's, it's hard not being able to see my, uh, my PB. My yeah, I mean, you probably like surpass what the amount you thought you could miss me, and then that's doubled by at least half. And exactly. another, yeah, yeah. see, you, you, four, you know six math. weeks you of it. this, it'll, yeah. Although I think in the next few weeks we're probably going to be able to get five people together or something. So maybe we'll that, be able to that get would be awesome. Again. So. Uh, hopefully Definitely. you don't get up to 200 because that's really where people get to serious health issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're the math lead, so I'll, uh, I'll trust you on that one. <laughs> let's start navigating. All set. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So, uh, so in your lesson, you kind of uh, talked a bit about how um, we got really comfortable with, uh, with being busy. Uh, like having almost wearing it like a badge of honor. Um, and now that we're in quarantine, we, we really have to reflect on how truly busy, you know, we've been. Um, how do you think we can um, really reflect on that in, in, a, in a positive way and really work on ourselves instead of just being busy in the future? I, I think it's important during this time to think about some, some priorities and to um, just not use busyness is a distraction from doing real work. I've heard it described, um, the, the seven deadly sins includes the sin of sloth. And that's the one that Americans would say, Oh, certainly I'm not guilty of that because we're busy and like running around. And for a certain percentage of the population, doctors, um, some some certain essential fields, this is a busier time than ever. And so you're just running around still. But there's a group that is not quite as busy and you at least have a little bit of downtime. And I hope for those of us that are in, in that category, we would find some ways to reflect on how we can be more productive in the seasons moving forward in areas that truly matter the most. The definition of sloth is not just like laying on a couch and doing nothing, although that can be a little bit of a part of it. But the definition of sloth is avoiding the work that is most important. And we're really good at that, I would argue, that we are really good at um, just perhaps, you know, just working 60, 70 hour work weeks and avoiding relationships with our kids or avoiding uh, the thing. So you end up getting a divorce after 10 years and you're like, wait, why did that happen? Because you weren't actually doing the work that was necessary. You were doing important stuff and sometimes good things and being busy in, in your job, but it's like you're running around with a chicken with your head cut off and not doing the important work that's right in front of you. And I think for all of us, We've been forced to slow down, um, at least some level, most people. And I hope that out of this, you truly will get a sense of what is it that is most important? What do I need 
in the midst of a more normal regular life, which might not come for a year ish, like as far as like where it feels somewhat normal again. I hope we recognize what truly is the most important and how we can make that a priority as things start to demand our attention again on the other side of this. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's definitely a, a good takeaway um, from all this. I, cause I, you know, I feel from my perspective, uh, uh, I, I work a lot with my father, but, um, but outside of that, I don't have a, like a lot of things to do. And so I kind of, I realized kind of coming into this quarantine that I'm like, well, not much has changed for me. And so it's really made me evaluate that, uh, because it's kind of like, well, I'm a little comfortable with this more than a lot of other people are. Mm -hmm. And so, and so, um, it's, it's actually made me evaluate that, like the, the meaning of too busy, because I, I, I think you're right. I think we do use it as kind of a way to, to say like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really busy right now. Uh, but it's, it's more because you want to be busy right now or, or you, or, I mean, essentially you want to be busy with the thing you are right, right now. So, so yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely helped me, uh, realize that there's a lot more work that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, like real, real hard work. Um, what would you say is something, uh, that you've noticed like during quarantine that maybe you've, you've had to work on? I think for me, uh, something that I've, I've noticed is just really uh, slowing down and playing with my kids. Uh, I, I am somebody who is often going from place to place or thing to thing. And in ministry, there's a sense that you're always on in some ways. You could always get a text or an email that you are weighing, should I respond to that? How quickly do I need to respond? And do I need to attend to that? And spending a little more forced downtime in the midst. In some ways, I'm busier than ever during this season, but um, being around my kids more, uh, especially in the afternoons a little earlier than I normally would, I am trying to make intentional choices to see this as a blessing for me, and this is time that I'm not going to get back. And so trying to enter into their world, allowing their creativity to be something that I, I pause and, and slow down and, you know, chat with them about the, whatever it is, the story that they're telling or whatever they're experiencing. And that part of it is something that I, I hope that I can carry out of this, that I will not have as much time with them during the day. But I hope that when I do get time at home with them in the future that I do slow down a bit and enter into their world a little bit instead of always making them come into mine and just like, all right, I've got to do this and this, this, just say, all right, I'm going to make sure and give 30 minutes a day to, to my daughter, Nora, and let her tell me what's happening basically and uh, enter into whatever party she's having with her stuffed animals. And that has been something that I've experienced a lot of joy in is just having a little bit more time to see the world from their perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely something to think about, um, managing your time. Uh, I I think that's, that kind of comes up when you have so much of it, you, you really realize that, you know, having to be at home and having to stay at home and being less busy, um, and, and some people are pretty busy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like my girlfriend, Liz, she's, she's actually, uh, 
a trainer and she, uh, she, uh, she helps train people through dance and, and stuff like that. She's a dancer. And so a lot of her like audition stuff is like on videos now and, mm. and other things like that. So she's kind of transitioned into a different way of working, but, um, but she still misses a lot of the outside stuff, but, um, but it puts into perspective for me how, you know, how much time we actually, you know, have, um, to, to spend. And, and if, you know, you have the time now to, to micromanage that, to make that better, um, working on that now is probably the best thing to do because, you know, like, you know, putting, putting real intention into, into what you do. Um, yeah. like you said, with your daughter, Nora, it's like, you, and, um, and, your, your, your son Carter he you know you get time now you have to like spend that with them yeah mm-hmm. definitely uh but yeah so um so what's the what's the big idea uh that you want uh everyone walking away with today well from the book of Colossians I am just personally struck by how big Paul's view of God is that it's as he's in this time where he's forced to to slow down and is literally under house arrest, he writes these big sweeping things about who God is and the nature of God. I would compare parts of Colossians chapter one to John chapter one, where John says like, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. And I would put those two up against each other as some of the most like sweeping, deep theological statements about just probably the epicness or bigness of Christ, basically. And I think that's really profound to think about that Paul writes that in a season just like we're in. And I think that a lot of people are experiencing that, that we actually are turning to God in a lot of ways more than we typically do because we are having a lot of idols stripped away and things that we spend time getting our worth from that we no longer can. And so I just think it's it's really profound that for Paul, God gets bigger as he finds himself in this season of quarantine or house arrest. And I think in some ways we're all experiencing that, but I hope we can connect with that more because it's, I think, very meaningful for us. Yeah, in this time where we don't have a lot, we can still grow bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And we can Um, get a better understanding of who God is. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Um, and, uh, and what's a meaningful interaction you've had this week, either with your family in quarantine or like an email or a text. It's, or even a zoom conference. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, a a zoom call that was, that was meaningful was uh, talking with our community group on Sunday night and just being able to hear everyone's voices and see their faces. And it's just so meaningful to, see everyone's face and and chat for a bit and hear how everyone is experiencing this. And in some ways it makes me feel like the early church meeting in catacombs and on the outsides of town. It's just, just, yeah. Yeah. Obviously everyone is experiencing this. It's not just Christians who are being persecuted in this way, but it, it feels like there's there's a force of evil that is causing us to all dramatically change the course of our lives. Yet we are still there for each other and still meeting and, and encouraging and just seeing everyone's faces and chatting for a bit is just it's like a shot of medicine that I need whenever I get a chance to yeah. to see everybody. Oh, I hear that. And it's really <clears throat> 
just profound to have that opportunity and significant to have that moment. Yeah, dude. Awesome. Um, so yeah, thanks, man. Uh, it's so good to see you. I really, I really do miss you having, like, like you said, having these phone conversations, it really, like, it really puts into perspective how much of the community we're missing out on. Um, yeah, definitely. And but, how we take it for granted. But, but, but yeah. It also, yeah, but it also kind of like, it revitalizes us. It rejuvenates us to, to do better when we're, you know, when we're back out there to see each other more and to really kind of connect more. So I can't wait. I can't wait to have lunch with you again. That yes, is, it's, yes, sir. It's yes, going to be a good time. Yeah. Thanks, man. Always a blessing to see you, Cameron. Thanks again for joining us today on GPS. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Reach out to us on Instagram at Glendale Post Sermon. And you can connect with Glendale Church at Glendale Church of Christ. You can find me on Instagram at Cam the Voice. Our website is www.glendale.church, where you can get more info about us, including location, hours, or if you just want to connect with someone. Thanks again for listening to Glendale Post Sermon. We'll see you next time.